Hello, this is Jeff Windsor, and this is Lucky Words, a podcast where we talk about culture, art, and a good deal of poetry. Ideally, all while we're outdoors doing something cool. I'm hiking up the Dry Creek Canyon Trail, which is one canyon north of Provo Canyon. Dry Canyon is interesting. It's called Dry, but there's a creek that runs down alongside of it, at least for part of the way. It's a tiny little thing, barely a trickle of water, but you can hear it. The trail is, at the beginning, quite steep, but also there is a canopy of trees and green off to the sides and a couple of spectacular cliffs for a little-known tiny little canyon that leads up toward Mount Timpanogos. It is underappreciated. It's Good Friday today, so I'm going to read my favorite Good Friday poem. In fact, it's the only Good Friday poem I know of. Fortunately, it is spectacular. It's one of my favorite poems ever, and I try and read it every year on Good Friday. This is John Donne's Good Friday 1613, writing westward. It's a little long, but I'll read through it and then we can talk about it before I read it again. Let man's soul be a sphere, and then in this, the intelligence that moves, devotion is. And as the other spheres, by being grown subject to foreign motion, lose their own, and being by others hurried every day, scarce in a year their natural form obey. Pleasure or business, so our souls admit for their first mover, and are whirled by it. Hence is it that I am carried toward the west, this day when my soul's form bends to the east. There I should see a sun by rising set, and by that setting endless day beget. But that Christ on his cross did rise and fall, sin had eternally benighted all. Yet dare I almost be glad, I do not see that spectacle of too much weight for me. Who sees God's face, that his self-life must die? What a death were it then to see God die! It made his own lieutenant, nature, shrink. It made his footstool crack and the sun wink. Could I behold those hands which span the poles and tune all spheres at once, pierced with those holes? Could I behold that endless height which is zenith to us and our antipodes, humbled below us, or that blood which is the seat of all our souls, if not of his, made dirt of dust, or that flesh which was worn by God for his apparel ragged and torn? If on these things I durst not look, durst I on his distressed mother cast my eye, who was God's partner here, and furnished thus half of that sacrifice which ransomed us. Though these things, as I ride, be from mine eye, they're present yet unto my memory, for that lookest towards them, as thou lookest towards me, O Saviour, as thou hangest upon the tree. I turn my back to thee, but to receive corrections till thy mercies bid thee leave. Oh, think me worth thine anger. Punish me. Burn off my rust and my deformity. Restore thine image so much by thy grace that thou mayest know me, and I'll turn my face. 
There is a lot going on in this poem, I admit. We're going to skip through a lot of it, but just refer to a little bit. In the poem, he refers, in the title and in the body itself, to riding westward. This is a metaphorical condition that he seems to imply is physically as well, that he is on his horse riding toward the west when he should be riding toward the east, the east being the symbolic location where the Savior is, uh, where the Savior was born, where the Savior carried out his ministry, and where he was sacrificed and performed his atoning sacrifice, which we celebrate at Easter. So he is riding westward, that is turning his back toward the place where Jesus lived. And doing so makes him feel a little guilty. He says, Hence is it that I am carried towards the west, this day when my soul's form bends toward the east. So he's doing his work. He's heading west. But his soul, his heart, his mind is turning back toward the east to think about the events of Easter on this Good Friday. He says, There I should see a sun by rising set, and by that setting endless day beget. So he's got this day and night rising and setting sun thing going on. Sun is written S-U-N, like the sun in the sky, but also capitalized, referring both to the sun in the sky and also sun, the son of God. And there I should see a sun by rising, that is rising up on the cross, set. And by that setting, that is dying, endless day beget. So because of the death of Jesus, we get endless day, he says. But after reflecting on what he would see, were he able to see that uh, those events of this day, he says, Yet dare I almost be glad I do not see that spectacle of too much weight for me, who sees God's face that his self-life must die. What a death were it then to see God die. So kind of a cop out there, rhyming die with die, and yet that does bring some emphasis because it is unexpected in a poet as clever as John Donne that he would repeat a rhyming word like that. So God's death there at the end of that question is uh, emphasized by the repetition. Down a bit in the poem, he makes a Catholic turn where he says, if on these things I durst not look, durst I on his distressed mother cast mine eye, who was God's partner here, and furnished thus half of that sacrifice which ransomed us. So, if I can't bring myself to consider the agony and the suffering of Jesus, can I think about Mary instead? Is that an adequate substitute, he says? Am I, am I able to think about her in a realistic and appropriate way? In the end of the poem, then, Though these things, as I ride, be from mine eye, they're present yet unto my memory. For that looks towards them, as thou looks toward me, O Saviour, as thou hangst upon the tree. Here Dunn is referring to the state between his physical body, which does not see anything that he's referring to, and his mind, which he casts upon all of these uh, images and thoughts. And he refers to the idea that as he thinks about Jesus, that God looks upon him and looks upon him with mercy and with favor. 
The end of this poem makes a typical Dunn move, where he draws it back to himself, looks upon himself as a sinner, and also brings in some violent imagery. I turn my back to thee but to receive corrections till thy mercies bid thee leave. O think me worth thine anger, punish me, burn off my rust and my deformity. Restore thine image so much by thy grace that thou mayest know me, and I'll turn my face. So the capital punishment that he's talking about is punishment for sin, and he says, think me worth that. Uh, He wants to be beaten so that he can be purified. He said he'll take it until God feels like stopping, and then, when God is ready to give him mercy, he will turn and face God, turn from writing westward to heading eastward. That idea that God only grants mercy after punishment, and that he will only love us after he punishes us, is one that I do not personally agree with. I think God is ready to give us mercy as soon as we are ready to receive it, and that he is ever willing to do so. Here's Dunn's Good Friday, 1613, writing westward one more time. Let man's soul be a sphere, and then in this the intelligence that moves devotion is. And as the other spheres, by being grown subject to foreign motion, lose their own, and being by others hurried every day, scarce in a year their natural form obey, pleasure or business, so our souls admit for their first mover and our world by it. Hence is it that I am carried toward the west this day, when my soul's form bends to the east. There I should see a sun by rising set, and by that setting endless day beget. But that Christ on his cross did rise and fall, sin had eternally benighted all. Yet dare I almost be glad I do not see that spectacle of too much weight for me. Who sees God's face, that is, self-life, must die? What a death were it then to see God die? It made his own lieutenant, nature, shrink. It made his footstool crack and the sun wink. Could I behold those hands which span the poles and tune all spheres at once pierced with these holes? Could I behold that endless height which is zenith to us and our antipodes humbled below us? Or that blood which is the seat of all our souls, if not of his, made dirt of dust? Or that flesh which was worn by God for his apparel, ragged and torn? If on these things I durst not look, Durst I on his distressed mother cast mine eye, who was God's partner here, and furnished thus half of that sacrifice which ransomed us? Though these things, as I ride, be from mine eye, they're present yet unto my memory, for that looks towards them, as thou lookst toward me, O Saviour, as thou hangest upon the tree. I turn my back to thee, but to receive corrections, till thy mercies bid thee leave. Oh, think me worth thine anger. Punish me. Burn off my rust and my deformity. Restore thine image so much by thy grace that thou mayest know me, and I'll turn my face. 